there comes a time in every person's life when you realise it's not about doing what you are told, but doing what you know is right for you. Let us take a journey of learning and discovery with the world's most successful people who are living the life of their dreams, walking through life using their inner wisdom and being of service to others. Forget exams, grades and test scores. What is your purpose? As we let go of what we think should be and learn from our elders to gain knowledge, inspiration and a true sense of who we are. What are your dreams? Does your life have meaning? Are you living a life of significance? Let's talk with today's guest. Hello and welcome as we spend some more time together on the Learning on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Taylor. Today I'm talking to Monica Busby. Hi Monica, thanks for joining me and let's explore the journey of who you are. Hello, hello. Thank you, Mark, for having me at the podcast. Well, my name is Monica Busby, and I am the mama head honcho of Ecommerce Kids Institute for Higher Learning here, based in Los Angeles, California. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, I'm really, really glad you could, uh, really glad you could be on the show. And I, and I, I love these interviews when everyone's so far away because I'm here just sort of finishing off my day at like ten at night, and you're just sort of post lunch, sun's still up, and uh, enjoying the enjoying the main part of the day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to beat the beach. The weather's been great today. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've had some weird weather here. We, I mean, it was snowing only literally a few weeks ago, and today it's kind of mid-teens, which for us in February is almost like tropical. So, so I've been oh out, in sort of, uh, out in t-shirt feeling like like I could have been in California, although having been there, not quite. But yeah, for, for, for a UK person, it certainly feels that way. Oh, anyway. my I would be in trouble because mid fifties is really cold for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it, and I'm really excited today because we kind of have this mix of of not only having someone who's sort of living life on purpose in terms of the way they want to live their life, but they have something that can really help and I think make a difference to you. Is is a is someone who's able to sort of I think this idea of education and e commerce and learning about money and how you sort of fit into all of that's a really key thing, and I think we can all gain a lot from listening to how how all that's going to pan out as we go through but we're going to start as we normally do just by sort of looking back and seeing how how it all started so and what does your life look like now and how is it different from when you were growing up oh my gosh I love my lifestyle now I mean of course you could there's always ways to grow it but I've always wanted to have more freedom not just having a nine to five job and the e-commerce world has definitely allowed not only myself but my son and my husband to be a part of that with me together as a family um, so how it was back then growing up um, coming from a Filipino Asian family typically you know, my parents would have me focus on school a lot and so I'm a I'm kind of one of those Asian nerds that carry a big backpack <laughs> with lots of books, and I fo my focus was like I gotta get straight A's, you know, or else my life is over. <laughs> <laughs> so I would stress out on trying to um, get straight A's in high school. I averaged a 4.2, and I took as many advanced placement courses and. Um, I, gosh, all I did was that. I guess that's a good thing for my parents. They didn't have to worry about me going out and partying or something <laughs> like that. But I was also very involved in in uh, sports. And I think a lot of it, too, was that the camaraderie that I was in. And maybe I was just really lucky 
the people that my classmates that were with me and thanks to my third grade teacher, she had me take a, this, this special test and some kind of IQ test. And it got me into a, a highly gifted magnet program here in California. And there's certain schools that have that program. And throughout my jun- elementary, junior high school life, it surrounded me with kids that were very studious. And so many of the people in my class that graduated, they went to Harvard, they went to a lot of Ivy League schools. And mind you, this is from a public school program, not a private school that I went to. And a lot of them went to Stanford, um, Columbia, MIT. And so having that surrounding of kids that are like highly competitive in, in studying, I was pushed into trying to to do well. Um, so when you the question back to your question about how I lived life back then, I think I was more in a bubble of education versus what's life about. And I think I'm hoping that I'm solving that problem bit by bit as I get older. Um, that you want to prioritize what you want to do and how that intertwines with inner education and lifestyle and living life to the fullest if you know what I mean absolutely and, and I think that, that that's kind of where I think where our minds meet because this whole podcast network is is literally about that it's that we, we know that so many people within the education system either either feel stuck and wish wish they knew more different ways of, of of working in it or they're just very accepting and you just do as you're told and and you, and you sort of chug through the system and you come out the other side and I think just opening everyone's eyes to that idea that yes you've got to go to school you've got to learn and there are various things that you probably have to do actually within that you can be aware of other things there are things outside of the system that you can put your mind to that you can learn yourself that you can be exposed to which changes your whole dynamic and your whole way of looking and, and it sounds like that's really sort of where we're coming together yes and I'm the system doesn't tell you to open your eyes though. Like I'm trying to figure out how, where was that turning point for me? And there's, education is valuable, mind you, because everything, you need to learn how to write, you need to learn how to read, right? You need to learn how to make independent decisions, but there's also, there's more growth beyond just education. And um, yeah, it's, I think it, sometimes it takes kind of a, a, a dramatic, traumatizing event in your life which I hope it doesn't but in my in my case um, I had to go through a traumatizing event before I began saying well what is this all about what is this for what do I need why am I doing all this um, so I started asking those crazy questions <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I think that's it isn't it and that really is what what we're doing here today it's what it's why this podcast exists it's that kind of you know hopefully people sharing this with other people around them or just um, listening to it in whichever form they, they, they've arrived at it and just so they can they can hear these questions and have this understanding of this conversation um, like I say before you have to go through something traumatic or something almost life-changing in order to do that and I think that way the, 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 the general shift of learning not just education will, will make a change which would be absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Agree. What was valuable about your school experience? And I get you've already sort of touched on the fact you're sort of surrounded by people, sort of like-minded people, but was there anything else that you can remember? Uh, I would say competition, discipline to get work done. I think as a 
teenager or preteen, that's very, um, you have to develop those skills. It's not, <laughs> we're not born with it. And so I think having that really in the forefront of my education, my teachers, I got, again, I got, I must have just, I've been, must have been blessed or lucky, but the school that I was a part of, and mind you, it's a public school. It wasn't even a private school. It's so different how it is, public schools are now, but I had teachers that really cared about making sure your homework was done and done right. And if you even learned from it, you know, some, some kids, they do their work, but that doesn't mean they implement what they learn. Right. So um, I obviously didn't implement everything that I learned, but I was getting bit by learning bit by bit what what would um, be beneficial in my life after the years. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes that, that structure, which is like I say, sometimes is the thing you want to get out of because it's a very rigid structure. Actually, while you're getting into that whole way of being the, the structure can give you a, um, a support mechanism just while you're sort of figuring it out or just by actually being surrounded in that environment can actually be a positive as well as a negative. Which of those teachers do you remember and why? I'm bad, but I forgot her name. <laughs> it's been so long. But I specifically, when I when I think about a turning point in my education life, my third grade teacher I don't know, for some reason, she must have took a liking to me, but she had me, she would ask me to stay after school and I would just help her around the classroom, cleaning up or doing some extra work for her. But um, she had, she encouraged me to take this test. I'm not sure if it's called an IQ test or whatnot, but it's some kind of advanced, advanced placement test. And um, I didn't know what it was at the time. She just said, hey, you're taking this test, go do it. Because I took this test, the school encouraged me to move to another school that had this program called the Highly Gifted Magnet Program. It almost feels like I'm going into some kind of, I don't know, comic book, like superhero (laughs) program, (laughs) the way it's said, but... It was just, um, I think that was a turning point because since then, um, the program that I was into really guided my, my education. And I think the big thing was, it was a classroom of like 13 to 20 kids, not like how it is now where there's like almost 30 kids per classroom. And so I think I had a lot of time spent with the teacher because of the smaller class and a more super focused um i was able to be more super focused with the teacher having them more more focused on me than like 30 kids yeah absolutely i mean that that makes an awful lot of sense and and also like you say sometimes it's just our elders you know whether it's a teacher or whoever around us who just sees the bigger picture just from their experience really and and they can influence so much in terms of where our life takes us just by like you say take this test have this opportunity or or why don't you try this out and 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 I think they're absolutely invaluable and and probably you know that's one of the things that we're able to impart on this podcast specifically you know because you're going to be talking about e-commerce kids institute and and just tell us a bit more now about that you know what what's what what can we um impart into the people listening who actually can get some benefit out of that well, the story behind that was um, I wasn't planning on it, but I 
had in a way like no choice or was just dropped into my son at the time. Funny enough, he was in third grade. It's almost in the place to be when I know, things change. We're, we're third grade again for some reason. But uh, the teachers in his school had mentioned that they would re- they were telling me that he was falling behind um, in reading and comprehension. And I was he you know at, at that age he wasn't completing a sentence basically, and they were recommending that I would put him into a special ed class, and I wasn't sure if that was the best for my son. And the the great thing the the amazing thing was that knowing that there were options out there now, where you can be more hands on, not just letting your child. Um, be dependent on a school, but you can be as a very more of a proactive parent nowadays um, to see what other things your child can learn. And so homeschooling um, ended up being another option. And um, I started homeschooling him. And lucky enough for me, I I was an entrepreneur my whole life. So it it has allowed because I own own my own businesses, it allowed me to work my way around, not only being an entrepreneur, but being a homeschooling mom. And I said, well, what should I teach him (laughs) (laughs) on top of basic skills? And mind you, we had, I didn't didn't do this myself. Like I am not a certified teacher. So I had to bring a community of knowledgeable teachers around me. to help guide me with Jarrell. So I wasn't alone. And I believe that having that village of people teaching an individual helps. I asked, well, what, what am I good at? And I said, well, I could teach him how to start a business. And he was 12 at the time. And, and I asked myself, well, what, I don't want him to open up a lemonade stand, which is like a typical kid business, right? Mm -hmm. Opening up a lemonade stand. And I'm like, well, e-commerce is kind of growing right now. Um, Let's learn that. And we don't have to spend a lot of money opening up a physical store somewhere. This is all online. And um, and uh, we learned for a year, and I brought it down to literally three basic steps for him. And I invested $120 for him to start the business. And within three months, he turned that around into $3,300 in wow. profit. And he was only 12 years old. He was working five hours a week on his business. And I was like, well, light bulb moment. (laughs) And I'm like, what is going on here? How did he do this for basic stuff? We're not talking, he didn't make a million dollars, but I'm like, how many people out there would love to have a job at five hours a week (laughs) making, you know, that kind of money. And so it was just like, well, my son was like, well, why don't we teach this to other kids? Because my, kids my age are getting ready for college. That's a huge expense. We're going to be driving soon. Um, we need to buy a car. You know, we, and it's really interesting because a lot of kids in this generation, they're really getting smart into trying to buy their own stuff or um, they understand the value of like, okay, I need to, start making money. I don't know whether they're where they're getting this, but at least the kids that I've been running into lately, they want to they want to be an entrepreneur. Um so that's how e-commerce kids was born back in uh, 2015. 
And uh, we just asked family and friends in the beginning just to see if this even works. And our first year, we had over 70 kids join the program. And um, I think the first year, our kids collectively probably made over a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in revenue collectively wow. on our first year. To, I don't have the numbers for 2018, but 2017, we had 52 solid kids that are really building up their business, and they generated 3.7 million in revenue just in 2017. So it works. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's incredible. Something in there works, and I think what we really focus on is really the foundation because e-commerce is so vast. It's like a jungle out there, and there's not one route that'll that'll get you to you know your six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure. There's many, many ways. It's like a spider web, but it's a matter of being guided on where and exactly how you know, what you're, you start with what you're passionate about because you don't want to be selling something you don't like to sell or you don't want to be a part of. Um, so we focus on something that they're, they love and they're, they're, they, and use that to monetize uh, their passions. And so hopefully that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's brilliant. And, and we, we talk about this on the podcast all the time, following your passion, following the things you're interested in because then it doesn't feel like study. It doesn't feel like work, does it? It's just, you know, being smart about how you use your knowledge and your passion in order to bring that revenue in and, and that, I think that's a great sort of two-hander there to really understand and it sounds like if you're teaching the principles but you, you've then got that flexibility in terms of where you take that as an individual then then like you say at any point in your life as you're then growing beyond that you can use those principles and turn it into whichever direction you want to. Absolutely and there's so many options out there and I think the I think people in general just need to be able to be open to that, like to just think outside the box and there's just vast opportunities. Yeah. I guess looking at it as half full versus half empty, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's right. And and am I right in thinking that you've got a new program opening up again soon? Yes. So um, e-commerce kids is was usually is in hiatus during the holidays, but uh, we start again. Um, we have our next class coming up on March 14th, and basically it's a boot camp. It's 90 days of learning Amazon as well as having a growth mindset. So because for me, what I'm realizing is a lot of kids that do not do well is because they're not mentally prepared to have the discipline to build the work ethic to even start a business. And so we we do that hand in hand where we teach them even how to set goals and how to run the business. And in putting that together, I think it, we've uh, helped kind of like the next level of, of building that success formula for them. That's great because it's like I say, it's that personal success as well as the business success. And, and as you say, they often are hand in hand and integral to each other. So it's a really important factor. And, and just for, for if you're listening to this, we're going to have um, all the details on the show notes and links to all of the ways of getting in contact and all that kind of thing. So you can go to educationonfire.com and in the search part, just write in Monica Busby and, and, it, and it'll bring up for you. So we'll have all that for you. So it's a very easy um, click through to, to find out more details. Wonderful. Yay. (laughs) Um, So who did you admire when you were young? And what was it about that person that had such an impact? Well, there's a lot of people that impacted me. But the 
the one that really comes to mind is my mother. Um, she was a single parent throughout my life growing up. And I really admired how hard she really worked. And to a point, she raised two kids. And um, she became a homeowner on her own. And um, she even had the ability to even help her siblings. Uh, so I, I never even, just the feeling of growing up, I didn't feel poor. I had all of my basic needs. I, and she was a computer engineer. And uh, just her determination, her work ethic, um, she, I, th I don't know, maybe that's probably where I got it from. And she would always instill in me that I could do anything. I just remember many, every time I had conversations with her, she would say, well, Monica, you could do this or you could do that. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing because in the Growing up in my 20s, I felt like I could do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to be a master of none, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I had to kind of like hone it down. Like, okay, I got to be good at one thing at a time. But, um, but I loved how she was just a great encourager. And um, just seeing how she got through many of the tough times I've seen her cry a lot but I also seen her kind of step it up step up and and move and not quit and so so showing that she's human but also showing that she can overcome and I think that was like her biggest biggest quality and I think it's really easy sometimes for people to, to sort of overlook the impact that the people in, immediately around them offer. And, and of course, it's often the immediate family, but also sort of friends and relations around you as well, because not that you even necessarily take them for granted, but they're just there. It's part and parcel of your life. And it's only, like you say, looking back sometimes that you, you, you sort of put all the pieces together and understand it. And I think to, to understand how that is when you're slightly younger in your life is a is a real gift because you probably get more out of it earlier, I, I suppose, is maybe what mm -hmm. happens. Absolutely. What was the best piece of advice you've ever been given and who gave it to you? <laughs> that was probably one of the hardest questions <laughs> to even to answer because there's so I mean I I truly believe that people are in your life for a reason either to give you advice or show you the way or all those things and um, one thing that comes to mind um, I would say the last 10 years I I believe you want to you want to grow every aspect of your life and I've also grown spiritually and I think to answer this question, one of the best advice someone has given to me actually was the big man upstairs. And he had said, you can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives you strength. And to me that was, and it could be whatever higher power you believe in, but to me, he, him saying that to me throughout the years, I felt like there was a, kind of something like a weight lifted off of my shoulders because all my life I felt like I had to do everything myself. I had to make things happen. I, 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 you know, and I, to me it was like stressful, you know, all the struggles. I had to get out of it. I had to persevere. And so knowing that there's something else behind you kind of like giving you 
power or giving you that strength, I felt like there was like some powerful force that like having that power, almost like a superhero. I always compare it to like superhero powers, (laughs) (laughs) guiding, able to guide and strengthen me through my entire journey. And I, I've used that through completing my first full Ironman. Like when I compare it, like I mind you over the years, I've been overweight and obese. I would be like 50 pounds overweight. And to do a full Ironman two years ago, and and I'll probably have to share my whole fitness story, (laughs) um, to be able to lose the 50 pounds and do a full Ironman and now racing across the country on a bicycle in seven days (laughs) and wanting to complete a, you know, doing a marathon, doing, um, achieving things that I honestly couldn't do by myself. And I think that was just given me kind of a, a whole new mindset. Um, so yes, that was, that was the biggest advice I think that I continue to use throughout my life. And what advice would you give your younger self now? Ooh, a lot but the main one is um i would say get a mentor a coach and have them keep you fully accountable i think as kids we we definitely have not developed the habits to do well continually or to grow and I was kind of all over the place even though I was educated that doesn't mean I was educated in life and I made bad decisions because I just didn't have the knowledge or you know I I was naive in life situations relationship situations that have gotten me in trouble and I think if I had somebody there that had the experience um, I would have been in a better place. And I think a lot of the kids don't value that. They even they don't they may not have looked at their teachers like that. But I implore you to just listen to an older person that you believe you have what you want, you know, and you have the respect and hear them out and see what you can learn because if you can learn from their mistakes, why do you need to go through a mistake? <laughs> right? Like if you can learn from somebody else's mistake, you just saved yourself some heartache and you can make other mistakes because <laughs> you will have mistakes and be okay with that. Right? Honor the struggle. Um, but I feel, believe like as a younger self, if I just had the right people in front of me, more of the right people and surrounding myself with the right friends and camaraderie, because you are who you hang out with. So if you are hanging out with people that are negative, guess what? Most likely you will become a negative person. Um, So if you surround yourself with people that are high achievers and that make more money or that are knowledgeable in the area you want to be, then most likely you're going to become that person. I think it's just natural. Uh, so yeah, get a mentor. 
the mental things come up a lot a lot in the, in the recent weeks on on the podcast and it's something it's definitely something i'm being drawn to i can it just every time i sort of think about it and then someone else says mental 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 so i think it, it's entering into my life in some way or another but i think certainly you said the people you surround yourself with and in this day and age with you know with with the online world and you know this podcast it's you can surround yourself with so many people very very easily and and oh my gosh i mean all, all of you, which I'm always so grateful for, you share so much wisdom in terms of your experiences as well as the resources and that, which we'll go into in a minute. And, you know, you've got this sort of wealth of library just by listening to people chat to you week in, week out. And I just think in this day and age, that's just such a gift. And you know what, Mark? What's so amazing How about with social media now is that you have no excuse. Like you can literally access the top of the top person in where you need to go. Like if you want to be like Oprah, you can literally have the access to her now, like through Twitter, (laughs) you know, like what she's thinking, you know, or where she's going to be at. Like a lot of these influential people, they're what I'm realizing. They're really open to wanting to help other people and speaking. Um, They do a lot of speaking engagements where they, they're on social media so I love that they, you can have more access to the top of the top um, out there right now. So I love it. Yeah, that positive social media and and that um, I say accessibility. You know, and there's the, as we know, there's pros and cons to those. But I th- I think when it's used really properly and with integrity, I think it's it's a really powerful thing. Like you said, what does your future look like? Ooh. I love asking I and mean, telling myself this all the time. <laughs> um, you know, I love adventure. I'm realizing that I'm not the type of person that could be in a cubicle. Um, just, just me, my personality. I love to travel. I love to f- experience new things. I think most people naturally gravitate towards that. I picked up a bicycle um, five years ago and it wasn't my intention. It was like a friend of mine just said, let's go cycling. And I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I fell in love with it. It was also, I didn't realize the cycling community is a very social community. Like everybody I'm realizing people that ride, they're just naturally happy. They just have a more positive outlook. Most of them, not all of them, but, Uh, Most of them, because maybe they're in nature more, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the sport. And one day I was looking online and I found this organization called Fuller Center Bicycle Adventure. And they literally, what they do every year is they get a group of people and they ride across the country, America, by the way, specifically America. They ride from one end to the continent to the other end in about 10 weeks. And I'm like, that is so ridiculous. And I said, that's so awesome. <laughs> I was like, this is so crazy that I need to do it. And I just signed up and said my, and at that time I was married with a child. <laughs> and I was like, I had to woo my husband. I'm like, okay, husband, this is going to, this is going to be a life changer for me. And I need your support. And luckily he was a very supportive husband and allowed me to, be gone for 10 weeks. It was almost like a, a boot camp for me, not just physically, but I came out of there like mentally and 
physically strong. I, I came back and I'm like, okay, I got, I got to get rid of toxic relationships. I got to, you know, educate myself more in this area in my life. I got to, for some reason, it was just kind of, um, um, blew me away as far as more opportunities. And so the way I want my future is to continue that, to continue that journey. Um, I've only, I've cycled 48 states out of 52 so far in the last five years. I'm missing only Hawaii and Alaska. Um, and I'm actually going to be cycling in the UK pretty soon. I'm oh, brilliant. moving on to uh, Europe and I've and Asia, well, why not? I'll just keep cycling as far as I can go um, every year. And um, I'm I'm seeing my business, my lifestyle to be within that um, lifestyle that I want. So that means luckily that I'm in the e-commerce world. I don't need to physically be in one location all the time. Uh, I mainly just need my laptop and bring my husband along. <laughs> I, want, I want a 50-year marriage with him. Um, and, uh, I want to take e-commerce kids to the white house. You know, I think there's a need for education reform, um, not only in my country, but I think worldwide, just having, um, opportunities for kids to, to go beyond what look more into the full capabilities of not just studying, but, um, honing into their passions and strengthening that. I'm seeing in our business to to hit the nine figure range. I see. I definitely see that um, going in the in the next couple of years. So yeah, I got I got a lot of work to do, but um, prioritizing what puts a fire in me. And I think the traveling and the that lifestyle of of cycling has been what triggered triggered me to to make more money to to have a passionate relationship. Um, to have a growth mindset and all of these things that they're, they're all part of the whole aren't they like you say that the, the cycling triggers the the ethic in the work and the ability to do this and to think about this and they all just spiral off each other and uh, it's uh, it's amazing how just doing the one thing now that you can do whatever that happens to be has a great knock-on effect to everything in your life absolutely whatever whatever that triggers you oh, man i highly encourage you to tap into that like what it what is that? Because if you don't have that fire inside you, I just feel like there's no vibrancy. There's no liveliness to your life. And I think a lot of people are asleep. Um, they just need to be woken up somehow. Great. Well, so, we're, we're here doing that. So that's the, that, that's all yeah. we can do today, which is absolutely brilliant. Love it. Thank you. What podcast, book, video, film or song or any resource has had the biggest impact on your life? And why is that? Right now, I highly, highly recommend Brennan Burchard's High Performance Habits. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, Mark, but oh my gosh, he's just been blowing me away. And I love the fact that he's very process driven. So a lot of times we're like, well, how do I get more productive? How do I really achieve my goals and beyond? And he really goes into 
developing your habits through your life and not just regular habits like high performing habits like taking it up a next the next step so I'm planning to be a, actually I'm looking into being a, a certified coach in his program this fall and he's I believe he's like the number one marketer online right now and he has a lot of New York Times bestseller not just his high performance habits but um yeah, he has some amazing courses. So uh, I'm really studying him right now specifically because I'm tap I'm trying to break old habits. I'm constantly trying to break old habits and I'm naturally I can be naturally lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to like okay, how do I like be more productive? Like one little tweak that I could figure out that could be a game changer not just for my life but for for my business, um, and I'm realizing a lot of wealthy people, wealthy in health, wealthy in finance, wealthy in whatever it is in their life relationship, they spend time mastering it. And not just repetitively, but progressively mastering whatever it is that they're they're um, getting good at in their life. So... Yeah, I love I love that progressively mastering. That's great because just that kind of it's all moving on, it's all ebbing and flowing, it's all getting somewhere. And and the other thing I loved is the fact that someone being lazy who's practically single handedly cycling around the world is just a brilliant concept. <laughs> <laughs> from I should write a book from laziness to around Absolutely. the world. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. So for those people um, who want to find out more, and especially about the E-Commerce Kids Institute, what's the best way for people to find out and, and get, get in contact? Um, you could visit our website, ecommercekidsinstitute.com. We're also on Facebook specifically. And um, yeah, you can catch me as well on Facebook, uh, Monica Busby. So we're, we're pretty accessible website perfect way lovely well thank you monica for sharing your wisdom and allowing us to learn from your experiences thank you for having me i look forward to talking to you soon <laughs> thanks for listening to the learning on fire podcast for more information please visit educationonfire.com and follow the links from the homepage. This show is sponsored by the National Association for Primary Education. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.